Welcome to Holy Ramblings. Yeah. This week we are speaking about pop culture and the way that God speaks to us through entertainment. Are you telling me I can dodge bullets? I'm saying that when you're ready, you won't have to. Welcome to Holy Ramblings. A podcast about the important and often humorous reality of living a Jesus-focused supernatural life. I'm Thomas. And I'm John T. And today, just like John T said, we're going to be talking about pop culture and Woo! entertainment and, and how we can use the stories told uh, in our world to understand and hear from God, both prophetically and also sometimes he just likes to whisper sweet nothings into our ear through, through film. It's a film. Yeah. <laughs> it's my revelation. So I thought I would ask, because uh, we've had zero prep on this particular question, what, what are some of your favorite movies? I don't like asking what's your favorite movie. That's unfair. It's a mean question. Um, oh, man. I actually, so I thought about everything else apart from <laughs> what's my Our favorite planning film. planning did not involve this. Um, well, look, I'm a Christian, so Lord of the Rings is up there. Yeah, it has um, to be. has yeah. to be. It's illegal not to be. Yep. Um, it's written in the bylaws, right? Yeah. If you confess, first question I asked when if I, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. As long as Lord of the Rings is one of your favorite. Bingo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true, by the way. If no, you're please don't. don't. That's if you don't like Lord of the Rings, heresy. that's okay. We the rest, the pray. first half was true. Um, heresy <laughs> started this episode well. So <laughs> I don't know. I think my yeah, Lord of the Rings is definitely up there. I really enjoy it. Like the whole set, or is there like a specific out of the trilogy? Because because I know the right answer here. Just saying. So, so weirdly, the the one that I like least, uh oh, is the middle one. How dare you? So the I don't first know if we can be friends anymore. That's fine. The first <laughs> I brushed that off so quickly and <laughs> easy. Yeah, yeah, sure. okay. We'll have a cool. Been waiting for a long time. For a while. The first and last one, I like. I love the like move from like everything being okay into like ah, the ring rates are coming. Ah, you do a good impression. You? <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> It's actually kind of terrifying. Um, into then, like I like the return of the king. I like. All can you? Okay, sorry. Can you make that sound? My my. When I call you, that's just what happens. <laughs> yeah. There we go. We got the audio. I actually might. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be terrifying. You're gonna call me at night, and I'm literally gonna wake up with like tears. I'm gonna, I'm gonna specifically talk to Emma about taking your phone off. Do not disturb. So it's ring during the night. <laughs> she would be more terrified. <laughs> No, I, wake I don't, don't want to scare her. Um, well, okay. It would be very funny once. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Lord of the Rings. I love... I, I, was, I was actually watching it last night, but I really love Jurassic Park. Like, okay. for me, that's like the first one, especially. I just really genuinely love that film. Um, and, then, and then every year, like four times a year, I watch Home Alone. I was going to say, if Home Alone doesn't make this list, what I know about you, then, then you're then lying. I'm incorrect. <laughs> one and two. Home Alone, one and two. Beyond that, there's nothing. Is there more? No. Uh, <laughs> there is technically up to four or five, but they use a completely different kid. And it's, there's a parrot, I think. I, don't know, I never watched them. Um, I love Star Wars. I learned something new today. I love those bits, but for me, Home Alone and Lord of the Rings, those are the ones that got me. What about you? Okay. Um... So, I mean, we, we referenced it during the opener, uh, but The Matrix uh, happened to be one of my favorite films. I just happened to be a, a teenage boy when that came out. That was, was The Matrix we referenced? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so, like, it came out just right at the right time. And it was, it, I mean, it was the coolest movie at, like, the, that turn of the century. Yeah. Like, it was just, 
it, it changed so much as far as cinematography and just it was like a mind-boggling yeah. like plot. Um, and, and that really that really is high up there. Um, but I also I like general like I like epic films. So yeah. the I think two thousand three the King Kong movie. Like King Kong. Which one's that? Is that just the, like the crazy long one? Is that the one with Jack Black? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, I just thought it was really well done. I was a little bit surprised that I loved it, and um, I'm often surprised by by movies I love. Uh, so like the one of the most recent movies that I walked away from being yeah. like I genuinely thought that was a brilliant film was the Jumanji remake slash sequel. Okay, I kind of agree, but you you helped me with that. Like so, you we discussed it beforehand. And you're like, if you have your expectations lower, <laughs> it's, it's always a good sign. It's gonna don't be, hope, it's gonna be a really much. good film. And so I went in with very low expectations and came out being like, I freaking love that. That's yeah. awesome. Well, one of the things that I so I watched it and then I watched it with my kids and it has a couple moments that are like, oh, that's a little risque. Um, but one of the things I loved about that film uh, was was the way they pit. Like almost someone's like original design in the midst of, of the person. And original design for for those of you who might watching, it's more kind of a Christchurchian Jesus ministry lingo. Um, but it's about how like God uh, how, how God made someone, whether they're walking in it or not. Mm. So like you can have an original design as a leader, but never step into that based on on challenges in your life or things you've made agreement with. But um, or you can really see it obviously. And, but in that movie, uh, like, you got to meet these characters, and they were all kind of meh, uh, humans. They weren't yeah. living into their potential as young people. <laughs> and then they get kind of thrown into this, this computer world. And then suddenly... The Jumanji uh, world. The Jumanji the world. Jumanji. They were welcomed to the jungle. Um, and suddenly you got to see their, their, their attributes kind of assigned. Some attributes were assigned to them, bringing, but the juxtaposition really made their character shine. Uh, oh, wow. which, I, which I thought was really funny and done in a funny way and done with, with their tongue firmly planted in their cheek, which is always a fun way to teach a lesson. I how you do that to film, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird how that made you sound like Michael Caine. I was supposed to make very dull, But, I mean, that's one of the things maybe we'll talk, we, that we are going to be talking about, but maybe that's a good intro for it, is that oftentimes we find, uh, just in entertainment, that... The, the story that God tells throughout creation and throughout scripture is so powerful, so preeminent that it can't help, help but be everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I ran a Bible study once uh, that was less of a Bible study, more of a film club that we called nice. Cinema Veritas. Uh, but it was about looking for truth in, in movies and where is a movie telling us true story and, and also where is it lying to us? Because, I mean, we got to be honest, the world is, is not looking to tell us uh, a a clean, a true story about the kingdom at all times. The world has its own agendas. And we got to be aware of those. But, I mean, Absolutely. if we threw out every film or everything that that didn't agree with the kingdom 100%, first off, we'd be out uh, as humans, each <laughs> yeah, of us. I'm um, firmly out. But then also we'd never be able to leave the house. And I think it's, yeah. No, I think that's a... So, I mean, it's a good place to go kind of, uh, you know, it talks about prophecy uh in the kind of new testament it says test everything keep the good and i think kind of in, in storytelling that often is very prophetic yeah uh, so that's the way we kind of look at media and entertainment that's one of the ways we're going to kind of be talking about it today is is we're going to test everything and keep the good yeah so <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's my contribution for today I, I appreciated it. <laughs> no i i like that i so i um 
I'm going to tell a quick story. Um, I like quick I was, stories. Quick stories. I like long stories quick too. Sells quick story. There's a joke there somewhere I couldn't figure out. It's okay, we'll we'll dust that off some other time. <laughs> when I was in Cape Town, um, in Cape Town they have these these they have people and they have this job called uh, uh, a par- parking guard road. I'm trying to remember what it's called now. A car guard. There we go. Found it. Um, so they have car guards, and what they are is is basically it's someone generally who lives from a township or generally a poorer area of cape town and generally in the in the yeah in the township areas and they come and they put on a yellow hivers and they sit on basically they kind of they have a section of the road and that section when people come and park their cars they basically stand by and watch and make sure that no one comes and robs them if they do rob them they are robbed like smash to the car they they will either try to chase them off or they will give more details to the police um so this was this is this is a job this is you get them everywhere and basically people generally tip them 10 rand which is when i was there was about 90p 80p for however long they've been there um so not a whole lot and not the funnest job in the world anyway so i got to we we lived on on a street called dean street and um and there was this guy and we lived um we lived in we got given uh for the year while i was there uh, basically like the manor house of the street. It was beautiful. And we got the upstairs and there was a balcony and it was stunning. It was a white building. And um, and outside in front of the road, there was this guy who was the the, the, the car guard. And mm. I remember I mean, we'd just get chatting to each other and he was just the most lovely guy. And nice. as, we, as we got to know each other, um, I was like, you know, instead of just giving him tips, I'm going to invite him to the house for a weekend and treat him. And so his name was Andre. He was a lovely guy, and he was about fifty-year-old um, from another African country. He'd come down, and um, so I had him over for the weekend, which I think was a surreal experience for him. But um, took him took him out for a nice meal, and anyway, we went and got some DVDs because I was like, "Should we go back and watch a film?" And he was like, "That'd be great." And as I got talking to him, I was like, so what, you know, what should we look for? You know, I'm there as a 19-year-old just flicking through DVDs, being like, what's fun? And he was, he picks out these three films. I'm trying to remember which ones they were. But one was um, a story of an adventure. One was a story of, uh, like, a, a, like, a romantic one. And one was kind of much more of a story of, like, finding family. I'm just picturing you as a 19-year-old with a 50-year-old man watching a romantic film together. That's better music enough right now but uh. yeah it, it was that music <laughs> okay so he picks out these three films and i'm going what like i mean it was, you know when you're just like that i like i don't think my wife would pick out that kind of a romantic film like that was like oh so it's like a very romantic very like very romantic films and like and then like some of like kind of actiony but not too scared like and i saw so i chatted to him i was like why what's like why these films yeah and he started telling me his life story about how his wife uh, and his kids had gone to another country and he was unable to get there. And he had been trying and financially and visa-wise, like he just, for some reason, I think they must have gone for some other, I don't know that fact, but he couldn't get to them. Yeah. And so he said, I'm watching these films to give me hope. And I remember just being broken by it and being like, flip the power of a movie is way beyond 
what we can just assume that a movie has, it, it, can, it can bring hope. And so for this guy, it was bringing hope for the love. It was bringing hope for finding his family and going on that adventure. Nice. Um, so I get tingles when I talk about it. But um, Did you end up watching a romantic movie with him? <laughs> I actually went to bed and he watched it all through the night. Okay. <laughs> um, well, no, I watched I watched a few of the films. I didn't watch he all cuddled three. up under a blanket <laughs> and shared a bowl of popcorn. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, and so I think from that point on, I started realizing then that, one, it can have that earthly factor of giving you hope, giving you courage, giving you strength, yeah. and seeing something in, in the physical, what you don't have right now. But equally, then the spiritual realm, you suddenly like the relationship with God, like what it looks like for our DNA, what it looks like for us in the battle of a fight where it feels like spiritually everything's sort of caving in. And, um, you know, for yeah. me, when I watch Lord of the Rings, I go, oh, it's okay. Like my, my pursuit, my sort of carrying on is, uh, you know, I kind of always picture myself as Aragorn um, or Sam, either one, I'm happy. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a difference between those two characters. Slight difference. Both, uh, yeah, I would argue Sam was the most important in the in the whole film. But um, I don't know why, but I always I was in my head uh, I'm Legolas because I have long blonde hair and <laughs> the pointy ears <laughs> and, and extreme agility. Can run for a very long way. Like, I'll give you that. <laughs> um, He's not on top of the snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sucks running under the snow. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I'm that short. It does. <laughs> Just one hair. Just imagine, yeah. like a shark. Yeah, I guess maybe I identify with Legolas, but dum, I'm dum. really more like a hobbit. <laughs> I'm so excited to say Gimli. Um, anyway, <laughs> you, you, and my axe. You are Legolas, sir. Um, <laughs> I received that. I know. I'm just trying to be nice here. So I think, like, so. <laughs> so I feel like it might not even be true. I'm just yeah. trying to be kind. Doing the question thing. Um, Bless. Bless you. So for me, that's always an interesting one. When I'm in the middle of a battle, when I'm struggling and fighting, watching films to lift me up Mm. is is an important one. And that was something I learned from Andre de Cargard, who's a fantastic guy. Nice. But it's true. I I think you're actually on a really key point. I think as humans, stories always have the ability to to ignite our imagination and bring us to a reality that we either know and haven't really understood, or a reality that we don't understand at all, but suddenly can can Mm. kind of start gaining um, more of kind of a framework for. And this is, I think, this is why Jesus told parables, right? The parables, the movies of the day. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like if a crowd of five thousand comes together, gets a meal and a story, it's not a bad deal. Um, but uh, uh, there's there's Johnny like in a world, one man. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we spent way too much time together. Um, but I mean, when you think about it, um, you know, some some historians question whether or not like you know, parable of like Good Samaritan might be a, a new story or whatnot. Like Jesus heard of this guy, but. But the reality is these are, these are our stories, our tales uh, that Jesus tells with this deep reality that, that underpins it. Mm. Um, whether there was a real dad who had a son who ran off and squandered all his money and a son that stayed and, and the concept of the, the prodigal son was actually less important than the story at the heart of it and the mm. tale that it was telling about the character of God and the, the, the realities that we live in. So it, Jesus was a storyteller. And so we find ourselves nowadays in a place where, i got to be honest, we are not ever lacking stories. No. 
Like we have TV shows and movies and books and audiobooks comics, and YouTube ev- and comics and YouTubes. YouTubes. <laughs> YouTubes. YouTube videos. On the um, web. <laughs> and podcasts. Whee! Wink. Um, and we're, we're never lacking content. But the question is, is that content useful? Is it meaningful? And I, I would almost say that this is slightly risky of a statement, but uh, um, I would almost say that I have very rarely found content to be utterly void of any quality. I mean, there's been there's been Elaborate some. On that. What do you mean? By so that? there's been some that I've like stumbled across. Like someone's like, "Hey, let's watch this movie," and I'm like, "Wow, that was horrible." <laughs> Can I have my two hours back? Um, but normally, somewhere in there, there's truth. Mm. Normally, somewhere in there, there's something. Um, one of the big questions that I think we need to end up asking ourselves is actually like, what is what is the the cost, um, like the cost benefit analysis for entertainment? Sometimes um, <laughs> we're getting technical here, well, Shane. Like, in the sense of that, like, um, so uh, I guess yeah. we'll speak on an area that's that's a little bit like uh, personal gatekeeping. So I don't watch things. Uh, I don't like watching crime dramas. I don't like watching things where a victim is used as an entertainment source. Uh, do you know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah, I uh, so for me, those kind of crime dramas and like special victim units and things like that, um, I just don't find entertaining. While there might be admirable traits in them, for me, watching some like watching something as entertainment that yeah. someone else would have had to live through as trauma isn't a cost benefit. Like, I can't. There's too much to take away yeah, from like, actually what like you like the get. cost of me having to endure yeah. that and and clean up spiritually and pray through that is a higher cost than whatever benefit I would be getting from it. Yeah, I thoroughly get that. Um, And that's different for everybody. Uh, Like, some people watch those and be like, man, I love the way people pursue, even in the darkest places, justice. I'm like, that's awesome. It's just not where, like, it's not my reality. Yeah. And, but also, uh, so I can watch war films and and that doesn't like the kind of violence in wars is traumatic, is horrible, but in a war film that doesn't hit my heart the same way, uh, as it might for some other people, some yeah. other people who maybe lived through war or have to struggle with like, those kind of anxieties or, I don't know, other Anyways, things. So but like, woman, exactly. everyone has to weigh that cost for themselves. But even in all of those, there's normally, there's normally good. So it's trying to figure out how do we, how do we extract the good and let the rest go. And I so... Think, I think that's really... That, yeah, and then and what do you do with it? Oh, exactly. And so um, I remember... I mean, not, um, yeah. What do you what do you do with it? So <laughs> tell us. All right. So really easy. There's a softball, right? Um, Toy Story three. Yes. Uh, I love I love Toy Story three. Probably the best out of all three of them. Um, I, Ooh, I have three kids, so I have a good excuse to watch them. You know, one and two are the same movie. Because it was perfection. <laughs> no, but like one is 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 they're both the same movie. Uh, sorry. Hashtag down but here. but. In Toy Story 3, right, if you're watching it, if you have never seen Toy Story 3, like, pause and go, no, don't do that. Just if, but, Subscribe, pause. <laughs> <laughs> when you're watching Toy Story 3, there's this, there's this plot about, like, do I trust the, the kind of higher power that's in charge of my destiny? And so, like, the, the whole thing is, like, would he trust Sandy that Andy will be there for him? Andy will take care that's of good, him. Yeah. And, and the question is, the other guys lose faith. They're like, no, let's let's take our destiny in our own hands and make it work. But that that dynamic, that dilemma causes the problem. Hmm. And then you run into this character who lots of love and bear, uh, who who <laughs> who denies the goodness of a child, who denies that person who's in charge of you, that person who's you think is looking out for you, is not only not gonna look out for you, but actually at its core not good. 
and I was like, this is an interesting, this is an interesting it's story yeah, it's an interesting about, about how we can kind of look in, in different lenses at God. Um, there's the people who say, you know, like, I, I was hurt by God, and so now I don't trust him. And then the people who are like, I don't trust God, so I'm going to take it into my own, my own hands. Mm. And then you have some people who are like, I, I don't understand what God might be doing, but I am going to trust him. And so for me, watching that movie, that story unfolded in, <laughs> in the midst of toys and stuffed animals and, and, and kids' daycares. And so I found that very funny that I could gain this story, this understanding <laughs> about a reality that clearly wasn't – uh, it wasn't in the script, but it was a reality that God, by his spirit, was revealing to me, uh, allowing me to understand something about his character mm-hmm. and about about me as well as my identity and almost which one of these characters did I identify more with, which I think it's really deeply personal. I, I, I love that you've gone for Toy Story because I was, I was about to bring up Moana. So uh, clearly we have a... Yeah. Wait, wait. Um, I love Moana. I love it, Moana. But... Um, <laughs> I mean, I have a son, so I've watched it 250 times. But um, a young yeah, son. Yeah, that's so why I've watched yeah. it. Yeah, so I've watched it every time he's gone to sleep. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was even chatting to, to my wife about that this morning. It's the idea... There's, there's actually... It's quite a rich film. And it's interesting that you guys... You found Toy Story. That I wonder if actually the sort of cartoon, almost childlike ones actually open up the space for you to really explore it a bit more maybe um like the childlike heart yeah mm-hmm. and i so from for me from moana you know there's a lot to do with the ancestors now i don't i don't believe in kind of praying to the ancestors but actually taking you know what we're talking about with the hallowed eve so like polynesian occults yeah exactly yeah. aren't necessarily your, not, your thing not my not my thing <laughs> um didn't order the starter pack but um the idea of what we what we celebrate with of with hallow not halloween what hallow what's the actual day called after all saints day all saints day bingo you know kind of actually understanding and respecting people that have gone before and kind of and drawing on inspiration of how they've kind of handled stuff and what the saints have done and what they've not not praying to them please don't hear that but understanding and and appreciating appreciating it i found i found fascinating because we are built on like our 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 faith our structure our church is literally built on the faith of those who went before us and i find that incredible yeah so i i think it's interesting the the idea that moana has to find out who she is she goes on this adventure to find out who she is this is probably all very new to you um and find out who she is who she's been created to be regardless of whatever the culture around her says yeah because like that the film does talk about like oh is she this is she this and her dad's like you you need to you be are this. this you need to be the chief you need to here's the pressure this here's this Here, this is why and and if you look on her paper you're like yeah that makes sense but she knows she's not that and so she's she's pursuing who she is and in pursuing who she is and there's find, a whole song about it too is there yeah <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't name every word of it, I can. Um, <laughs> and in pursuing who she is, she then releases uh, Tafiti to, know, to, to find out and discover who she is again through the heart being put inside of this. I'm just going to be quoting lyrics now. And as well as Maui finding out who he really is. And, you know, they go pretty deep with Maui. There's, it's all about the, like, how he was thrown to, out to sea as a child. I mean, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. But I think, yes, I find that, so there's, I find there's actually loads of 
meaning in these films, whether they were intended to or not. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Disney to have many secret meanings. Um, no, but I'd be really surprised if they were like, oh, we should definitely make this overtly Christian, yeah. praising Jesus. About the DNA of, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, would, I would be genuinely surprised. Um, yeah. So I, so I find it, but I, yeah, I find it fascinating kind of the idea that it's, that's the two kid films and, yeah. and whether it's just, they're not handing on a plate, this is what we should be thinking. But that being said, it doesn't need to be kid films. I mean, one of the challenges, no. especially growing, growing up, and this is, I mean, growing up into adulthood, I guess as a whole, but um, I'm not grown up enough to watch a lot of grown up television. Um, I find that oftentimes it caters to a demographic where I'm like, cool, I, I don't want that much sex in my entertainment. I don't watch that much, want that much nudity in my entertainment. I don't want that much violence in my entertainment. And I definitely would prefer you not mix all three. Um, <laughs> and so there's a lot of shows these days that everyone's like, oh, have you seen this awesome show? And that it come, for me, it comes back to that like, cost-benefit analysis thing where I'm like, you know what? The cost of watching that and spiritually cleaning up my house afterwards is just I not worth like it. Fair. But that being said, there are there are films right that are that aren't ki- made for kids that still have these amazing kind of truths, these amazing realities. Um, a lot of like the documentaries these days are you know are are older. They use language that's coarser. They they have themes that are more mature. Um, and sometimes I, I'll be honest, watching them, I'm like, oh, like I wince and I cringe. But then all of a sudden, it'll reach this point where I'm like, that actually was an amazingly redemptive story. Mm. Um, I am intentionally kind of not not saying any particular one. Basically, because all of you guys watching, you have your own views. You have your own opinions. And I'm, my goal is to not offend you. <laughs> um, uh, overly, overly offend you. I, I don't mind poking and provoking. A little bit of offense. But like, to say like just, I mean, uh, my culture is... is there's, you know, G, PG, PG-13, R. To say that, like, every R-rated movie is, is from the devil is, is an extreme mm-hmm. statement. I mean, because I've seen G-rated movies that I'm pretty confident. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's appalling. Um, but, but there are some themes that, you know, if I made a movie about the Book of Judges, that would need to be an R-rated movie. Like, just going through some of those scenes with, uh, with swords going to fat men and spikes going to heads... That, well, that's that's immediately going to be like cool. That's that's rated R. Jesus has lost twenty four hours or forty eight hours. Yeah, that I mean, well, that's film. the thing, right? The the passion. That's a very gruesome very movie. Vivid. I was given that as a, I was given that the the Blu Ray of that once. Were we talking about this recently? Uh, Were you given it as well? well? I wasn't. No, I we had a chat because okay. I've got a story. I'll tell you my story after you. So, uh, but I've never like it wasn't. The Passion of the Christ is, is an amazing movie, but it's never been one I've <laughs> turned to my wife and went like, hey, you want to watch a movie tonight? Yeah, I'll put on popcorn. What should we watch? Let's watch The Passion. We've like, seen that before, but we haven't seen it in full detail. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> let's see it. It's the 3D version. Like, oh, I probably didn't need that. But yeah. this being said, we, we do watch. Um, we've watched The Passion here at church, and we've watched other other Jesus uh, movies uh, that, that show depict semi-realistic i mean i've not ever seen it in real life so i have no idea but like semi-realistic kind of scenes uh and they're hard to get through but they're real yeah do you know like and so that's it's always a weird thing about like understanding the good despite the uncomfortable but but what's the balance and what's the story and really like where's our where's our heart landing in in all of that uh is is something that as pastors, we talk about, we'll talk about it with you. We'll probably preach it from the front somewhere. And, and if you're not at our church, you've probably heard a sermon about it somewhere. Hmm. But the reality is you have to do it for yourself. You have to be in God's word. 
enough to understand when you see God's word somewhere else and how to pay attention to when his spirit is bringing to light something in something else. Because uh, if you're not paying attention to his word, you won't know his voice when it's somewhere else. That's a good word. So, that's thanks, good. <laughs> That was surprisingly all right. Believe it or not. <laughs> very positive that. I am... Um, just so I don't leave, because I, I don't I leave things. So my story with it yeah, yeah. was that I um I had a sick day when I was younger and my parents were both working and I was like, fantastic. There's two films that I have yet to see that we've got for, on DVD in the house. Uh, and I was not, not massively old, I was like early teens. And um, I was like, okay, cool. So I'll start with uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan. No. And then move on to Passion of the Christ. <laughs> and I just remember after being like, <laughs> so much blood. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so, yeah, that, so for, that, re- for that in my head. You weren't home because you were nauseous, were you? Because that would have been a rough day. No, but both the, both but the films are slightly afterwards. mixed now. So it's a very strange memory of Jesus both died to save Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yes, he did. I mean, that's fair. Um, the truth. Hashtag truth. Um, so I think um, it reminds me of um, the scripture. I'm going to read it out now with my Thomas's <laughs> trusty <laughs> old Bible. <laughs> so this comes from Philippians 4. For eight. eight. I like that you called me your Thomas. I'm going to read it with my Thomas's Bible. I'm going to read this with <laughs> my Thomas. <laughs> it's up, Kimmy's man. <laughs> um, finally, brothers or sisters, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellent, if there is anything worth of praise, think about these things. Um, besides that being an incredibly tough scripture to read as a dyslexic, uh, <laughs> that's true. Um, I think we have to look at that from you know in terms of films. You know, what are we are we filling our mind? Are we filling our spirit with? good things with honorable yeah. things with worthy things with pure things and you know if our eyes are kind of the are the gateway to our hearts what yeah. are, are, are we are we doing that right are we gatekeeping our hearts properly um because the knock-on effect is big like if we start yeah. you know i've had conversations with people and you're like yeah i can tell you watched something really dodge last night like you're struggling right now and have you thought about praying that through? Or, you know, you're like, yeah, it's always an interesting one. I mean, this is my wholehearted recommendation is that when watching media, right, TV shows, movies, or anything like that, um, and it doesn't need to be a, this, like a super religious practice per se, but like just take a second and, and pray. Just go like, I mean, you can ask God if you have permission to watch it. That's a good place to start. But also just being like, hey, God, can you – can you show me your character through this and can you protect me and make me aware of anything that I need to be aware of spiritually? Because the, the reality is, uh, I mean, like Christians, right? We love Lord of the Rings um, and then hate Harry Potter. It's a very funny two-step. It's an interesting one. But uh, I've talked to a lot of Christians who will hate Harry Potter but love Wizard of Oz, which is always, I'm like, because it's old? Like, I don't really know that... The justification they make, and this isn't my judgment call because that's not really right, right, important this second. Important right this second. There we are. Right, important. Yeah, right, important. Um, but the reality is either way, if you feel sensitive to something like uh, the occult and Harry Potter being on, 
um, you can do a couple different things. One, you could not put it in. It's the thing. Done. Um, or you can you could pray it through. You have a conversation with Jesus. There are things I see out in the street that I'm not okay with, right? Like, it's not even like I had to go to a movie to see things that I'm like, wow, that wasn't okay. And I talk to Jesus about that all the time. So in reality, if I'm watching a movie and something like, oh, it was a fine for a moment, and then suddenly something happened, it's a really easy conversation to go like, cool, God, um, how, do I, how do I just make sure that spiritually everything's, everything's okay at the moment? Like, mm. How do I bless my family? So like, we, watched, uh, we watched a Jurassic Park movie recently, uh, Jurassic World, or what, whatever they are. Um, but one of the things that we prayed, I literally prayed with my sons and, and for the whole household was that the spirit of fear was not allowed in our house. So we talked about it. We, we were really like calm and, and cool and collected, but also we're just like, cool, we're just going to, we don't believe God's given us fear. Yeah. So we're just going to bind that up and we're going to wash it off the house and no nightmares, no nothing. Everyone was happy and, and wonderful. Um, so it is this process of, of not only being wise about what you watch and, and really aiming to kind of focus on good, godly, and pure things, but no matter, no matter what you watch, Watch for those things as well. Receive the good and, and chuck the bad. And ideally, don't stay in a place that you continue to, to have to shovel too much of the turds out from the glory. Let's put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> if you're watching a series that you're like, every day I feel like I'm slimed. But everyone talks about it at work. Don't watch that series anymore. Seriously. Yeah. It's a, it's a real Seriously. fight. Serious, seriously, <laughs> it's a, it's a real fight, and it's yeah. important to realize and respect that we're in a fight, and this is a fallen world, and this, there's also greatness in it, and so just get your spiritual compass right. So to bring it all back together, we don't need you to be a prude; we just need you to be wise. Bingo, and that's our goal as well with ourselves and understanding what we're watching, understanding what we're consuming understanding what we can bring glory to God and where we can see his character and what we have to then rebuke as turds. <laughs> <laughs> Technical term. Excellent. Thomas, I think we're, we're there. We're gone. Yeah. Uh, guys, check us out on Twitter. Yeah, we're dude. at Holy Ramblings. You can uh, follow us on Twitter as well as reach out to us that way and, and get in touch. And um, if you're listening to us on podcast, give us a review. It does make a huge amount of difference. Yeah, give us really five stars it. if you like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you don't, get in touch before you don't. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and click the like button if you've liked ooh. it. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to Christchurch Fulham's uh, YouTube channel. Go ahead and do that. And feel free to leave a comment down below. Uh, we like it. It's, uh, it's encouraging. Yeah. Dante, will you pray for us? Absolutely. So, Lord, thank you that we get to live in a world with movies. Thank you get to live in a world, Father, where we can see um, things that can inspire, that can, that can challenge, that can, that can push us from depth to depth and get to know more of you and who we are. And, Jesus, we just bless, Father, everyone listening and watching, Father, to be able to see and make the right choices, Father, and, Lord, be led by your spirit. And, Father, we bless each other and we bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Take care.